This is Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. Our heart for you is that you would live like Jesus and share his love. If you've joined us for the last several episodes of Radiant Reflections, you know the topic that we're talking about is extremely difficult, death and dying. In this particular episode of Radiant Reflections, Pastor Ryan Bibb, Pastor Josh Harma, myself, Pastor Josh Brown, we ask the question, what is a biblical view of death and dying? We consider subjects of cremation and many others. What does the Bible actually say about these things? What's the difference between the soul, the spirit, and maybe even the mind? This will be an episode that covers quite a few topics in the death and dying subject matter. So without further ado, here's Pastor Ryan Bibb, Pastor Josh Sherman, myself, Pastor Josh Brown, with Radiant Reflections. Well, welcome back to Radiant Reflections, podcast of Radiant Life Church. My name is Josh Sherma. I am joined once again by my co-host, Pastor Ryan Bibb. Greetings. <laughs> you got like a little, you got like a uh, alien robot vibe going on there. I think I say greetings every time. Right, but you, like even the tone of voice you used had like, like a robot vibe, like oh. greetings. I think it's because I was ready. Oh. I was ready to say ready it to right go. away. It's like so, a reflex. Reflex. Yeah. There you go. Well, hey, we are in our, our uh, series here in Radiant Reflections all about death and dying because who wouldn't want to talk about such exciting things? Now, I did. <laughs> yeah, which bring the joy today. That's right. Well, no. So I was actually looking. I think CDC has stats. And in 2019, uh, in the United States alone, something like 2,800-some-thousand people died. So there you go. Little uh, little positive stats there to start us off. Pushing 3 million people dead in 2019. So, so the positive stat is what? <laughs> <laughs> that if that you I'm weren't of one of those almost 3 million people, million? you're still alive. All right. <laughs> no, hey, but I, uh, you know, very, very serious question here. Uh, and I, I've actually thought about this. Is this really serious? No, it's not serious <laughs> at all. Um, let's say you found out that so you know we're recording this and it's it's late morning right let's say you found out with with like a thousand percent certainty that tomorrow morning you were going to die mm-hmm. what would you have as your last meal this evening lasagna lasagna that's my favorite very it's cool lasagna. now is it like like your mom or your grandma, like who makes the, or does Katie uh, make the, who makes the best lasagna? Katie makes good lasagna. I've always grew up thinking my mom made the best lasagna. But I mean, Katie doesn't make lasagna a lot. We don't as a household eat lasagna a lot, even though it is my favorite. But I did decide a few months ago, I want to master lasagna. Because I don't cook a, like a lot. It, I, don't, like I hardly ever cook. You want, you want to be able to make lasagna. I want to be like, Wow. Ryan knows how to make a great lasagna. That's a life goal of mine. Because again, I don't cook. I don't. I I can grill and that's it. I don't cook. But that's the one thing I decided I'm going to master huh. is lasagna. So cool. I would have a big. I'd be like Garfield tonight. Big massive dish. Like insane amount of lasagna. Lasagna. Yeah. Yep. Because who cares? I mean, you're going to die in the morning. Why? <laughs> why? Why? Uh, why hold back? There you go. What would you have? Right on. So I would have, because I can't, for various uh, reasons and foods in it that I, that I can't actually digest properly these days, I would, my great-grandma 
made a dish that growing up we called it confetti hot dish. It's a, it's a pasta dish. But it's pasta with cheese and, and you know, like smoky links. Like this was something growing up, you know, we would, on our birthday, we would get to pick the meal. Right. Yeah. And Same with sure us. Every year, like, I want confetti hot dish, confetti hot dish, confetti hot dish. Why is it confetti? Uh, I don't know if it's because you've got the mixed vegetables in there. So it's kind of like you get this little, oh. like, pop of color in, sure. the, in the midst of the, the cheesy pasta. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was always my favorite. So, yeah. And I haven't had it now for several years. So, what would be the dessert? Hmm. I really like, uh, so my dad makes some of the best cheesecake that I've ever had. And it's just, it's just like a straight up, like a New York style cheesecake. He does cherries on top. Uh, so I would have confetti hot dish with my dad's cheesecake. Nice. So, yeah, you didn't tell me, what would you do for dessert? Or just I, more, more lasagna? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a sucker. <clears throat> for the simplicity of a warm brownie with a scoop of vanilla bean ice cream. Not just regular vanilla, vanilla bean. Vanilla bean. Vanilla bean's where it's at. But you gotta have Ryan, that Ryan's nice, a little fancy. He's a little warm. fancy. <laughs> I do. And I would eat it with my pinky up. Oh. Just for effect. That's yeah. right. <laughs> hey, it's the last time. I'm You're going dying out the with next morning. Who I mean, cares, who's gonna right? judge you, right? <laughs> Well, hey, and uh, well, hey, JB, you've got a mic. What's your last meal, brother? I don't want to um, exclude our producer over there. Yeah, it'd probably be biscuits and gravy. Ooh, that's a good one too. Yeah, okay. I'd have that as my appetizer. That's <laughs> it's real at Did Cracker you know? Barrel. I think they give you biscuits and gravy or grits. Ooh, I like shrimp and grits. Shrimp and grits with some syrup. Oh, okay. You. You we're like, also hungry now. So we just started this podcast at 11. Yeah. You're, you're talking about like shrimp, like the, the, like yeah, the bottom seafood. feeding seafood. Like yeah. you don't you're like putting, shrimp? I like shrimp, but you're putting syrup on? Yeah, shrimp and grits with a little bit of sweetness. Have, yeah. <clears throat> uh, that sounds gross. <laughs> I had it for the first time a year ago when I was in um, Clearwater, Florida. We went to a restaurant for breakfast, and that was like their big highlight thing was shrimp and grits. And I'd never had grits before in my life. And our waiter was actually from Michigan, which ironically. And he's like, dude, you got to try grits. And I'm like, I don't do grits. He's like, I didn't either because I'm from up north. But as soon as I moved down south, he's like, I fell in love with it. I tried it. Love it ever since. Hmm. You got to try it. Yeah, I don't know that I've ever had grits, uh, much less grits with seafood in it. But Delicious. All right. Well, hey, in, uh, in other news... Right, so moving in real on. what people actually <laughs> care about actually you know what the sad thing is maybe it's not sad like people probably will listen to this and then they'll stop and be like oh i got all the good information i need on this podcast we're good to go uh i don't want to hear about death i want to go and contemplate what i want to have for my last meal hey do that right if you're watching this on youtube and you know put in the comments what you would have for your last meal that would be uh, fantastic so when we talk about death ryan there's there's one narrative out there and and Maybe I'm wrong, but this is seemingly more from secular sources, right? This idea that death is just a natural part of life, right? So what's, what's the big deal, right? But how does that philosophy line up with a biblical view of death? You know, I mean, is death, it's like, hey, don't be scared of death. That's just, it's just part of life. Is that part of a biblical worldview or not so much? It's kind of, it, it, yes and no. It's slightly because reality is death is part of life. But 
um, it's not natural. We know when God created in Genesis chapter 2, when God created the garden and set it there, that, um, you know, it was perfect. It was absolute beautiful harmony right there in the garden. And um, there was no sin. There was no death. Death was a never a part of God's original plan until sin entered the world due to, um, you know, Adam and Eve's sin in the garden. And since that moment, sin and death, because of sin, death is linked with sin. And unfortunately, now we suffer with, with death. So yeah, is it a natural per se? Death is just a natural part of life. No, death is part of life, but it's not natural. Death is a very unnatural thing according to God's original creation in the garden. We just now have to deal with the idea that we live in a sinful broken world where death and sin are linked together. Therefore, we will experience death. There you go. No, that's good. I mean, that was something actually, uh, not maybe it was in the last week. Serenity, my five-year-old, she was like, she's like, Dad, if, if Adam and Eve, if they hadn't eaten that fruit, like, would, does that mean like they never would have died? You know, like we would never die. You know, and she's processing through like what this is. And it's like, yeah, you know, like that's... <laughs> That's kind of, I mean, and that's kind of what you're you're putting out there too. Yeah. And that's what I yeah. told her. I said, yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, when they disobeyed God, when they took their fate into their own hands, you yeah. know, that was a that was a, a fork in the road, yep. so to speak. So let's, and I just want to be a little disclaimer on this one. Like, this is a a big topic, and we're gonna we're shooting for a thirty minute podcast. So this is you know not going to be an exhaustive. Uh, handling of uh, death and dying. We're going to cover a few aspects in, in other episodes of the podcast, um, but we'll reference some resources that you can use to do a little bit of digging on your own as well. Uh, but let's talk about humanity. Kind of in, in a sense, take time to dissect humanity, uh, especially you know maybe in, in church world. You hear people talk about the body, the soul, the spirit, what what are those three things? And some people, no, hey, I'll just I'll start there before I go into a two or three part question. Yeah, and jump in as I as I talk. But okay. we know people wrestle with this, um, especially when it comes to death. Um, that we are, we do have a body, we do have a soul, we have a spirit, and it's interesting when you really get to certain aspects in Scripture because a lot of times soul and spirit has been interchanged, right or wrong, but it has been intermingled. Um, sometimes you see soul and heart also being intermingled in scripture, um, in the English translation. So what we really have to understand is we are, we are body. We have a physical body. We know that that is what dies. Um, it, it is our physical body. Now the word soul is used throughout scripture to, um, what was that? You and I just discussed this not too long ago. We talked about soul being our personality. It's our reason. It's it's what makes Josh Harama Josh Harama, it, as opposed to Josh Brown. Not just because <laughs> he's got a better beard than me. And, you, know. <laughs> um, you know, it's it, again. Soul is the one word that's interchanged with heart, um, the most in Scripture. Um, and then the spirit. The spirit is the essence of who we are. It is. It is. 
it is the uh, what, what I want to say. I don't want to seem like new agey and saying this or <laughs> really out there. Well, you gave the it's disclaimer. It's the essence so, so of who we are, just right? People need, need to know that it's that not we new are agey. spirit. That is the essence. That is the image of God. The essence of my spirit is what will live for. It's who I am. It's it's the what did one writer say? One theologian says it. It is what it, the spirit is actually what connects us to God. Um, God is spirit, Holy Spirit, it's that. And so when you look at death, what dies is the physical body. It's, you know, I, I say many times at a funeral, I will remind the family when we are at the gravesite committal um, and they are going to lay to rest that body into the ground. I remind them that this is just a shell. The body has deceased their spirit is forever in heaven now. Like they are not here. We're just, it's a body, a shell type thing. So, so then what, and JB looks like he's got some thoughts too, but what lives on, right? I mean, so, so you say the body, the shell that is dead. And this is where it actually gets a little bit, you, we can get into the weeds. Cause there are, from what I've seen, there are two primary views you have dichotomy which you have you know soul and spirit are the same thing so you have body and you have soul and spirit that's one and then trichotomy which is sounds more like where you're going, i would venture on the trichotomy they're, they're, side the three of. things are separate yeah um which i mean you've got passages like first thessalonians five twenty three that says may god himself the god of peace sanctify you through and through may your whole spirit soul and body be kept blameless i mean so you've got yeah. this reference to three parts um but does your uh does your hold on time out those are dear friends of mine growing up here at this church okay <laughs> that live in indianapolis or live in indiana oh um my best one of my best friends growing up here at the church that's his parents and so oh cool i can't wait they wait <laughs> to give him a big hug side it's, note it's Just always in case it's anyone heard fun. them yeah, talking right, right say, now for those of you that are listening or watching like it's always you know you never know what you're gonna get here right here <laughs> 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 All right, um so what lives on, right? If the soul and the spirit are separate, does both the soul and the spirit live on? Or does just the spirit live on? What? You know, Good question. Talk, talk through that a little bit. <laughs> you talk through it. So <laughs> JB's, JB's yeah, going, yeah. I, I figured JB If you look at the, the soul, the soul is the Hebrew word nefesh. Nefesh. And that nefesh is exactly like you're saying, Ryan. It's the person. It's like who they are. But anytime we see spirit in the scriptures to a person, it's the it's the word pneuma, which is where we get even the breath of God. So you think about like in in Genesis one, how did man become a living being, and how did every creature become a living being? When the pneuma, the spirit, was breathed into them from God, they became a living creature. So when a person dies, the pneuma, the spirit dies. There's no more life of God in that physical flesh body. It's deceased. It's done breathing not only oxygen, but also the very breath of God, the pneuma of God. So the soul, in my thinking, if, I, if you look at those Hebrew words, the soul is what is, is eternal in some way, in some shape or form, depending on where you fall <laughs> on the side of, of grace. Okay, unpack that, because I think people are going to be listening, like, what do you mean where I fall on the side of grace? Well, for instance, like Ryan just said, at the graveside, you know, he tells people that that person's soul is not a part of that physical body that's being buried in the ground. It's disconnected. It's just a shell. That soul of that person um, is subject 
to the penalty of sin, which is death, not only physically, but also eternally. So if that person who's passed on physically has responded to the the gospel message of a, a substitutionary atonement by the blood of Jesus at the cross, they live eternally in heaven. If they didn't, they are not in heaven. They are separated from God eternally. Which, in, yeah, we'll get into heaven and hell and uh, a couple of uh, future episodes here. Because um, I'm curious, and, and we don't know this, but the reason why I said you answer it is because in heaven, I'm assuming there's going to be some of our personality there, right? Like, yeah. No, no, I would think so. I mean, in that, I mean, you, we have very limited uh, things to go on with that. But right. I mean, you see, yeah. but you see, and this is not something that you want to necessarily build a whole lot of theology on. But I mean, you see the rich man and Lazarus, right? I mean, they are who they are after death. You know, Jesus is describing this scene. You know, and I don't, I don't know that his point was to uh, necessarily paint us a, a full picture of the afterlife. However, you know, as, as he's describing them, like the rich man is dead. But he still has some level of awareness because, like, hey, Lazarus, like, I know you, man. Bring me some water. Right. Or, or no, hey, go to my brothers. You know, so, I mean, so there's some retention of uh, personality. There's, there's uh, some retention of, of, yeah, in a sense, who you are. Uh, I know the Bible Project did a, a video. They did it in their Shema uh, series all about that Hebrew word that JB mentioned, you know, nefesh. And they, they come at it from this idea that, that is uh, a word that it, it kind of encompasses our our whole being, like our our complete self. You know, in a sense, I think did you say like the essence? Yeah, like mm -hmm. of, of who you are. Um, but yeah, I sorry, I totally got sidetracked looking up passages there. That's all right. I mean, it, this is also why we have to understand. I mean, so many times, even Paul in the New Testament writes about the the flesh and spirit, the flesh and spirit, and understanding that yes, we are. I mean, Paul also talks about soul, but that idea of we are still flesh and spirit, we really have to understand that, um, knowing that. Because I think, I mean, culture out there today is sitting here going, is, you are who you are, this is it. Like, this is the shell that I am, this is everything. No, <laughs> this, this is just a body um, that we are graced with while we're here on earth. Whether you like your body or not, <laughs> that is what you get right that's, now. That's what, you, that's what you got. I think it's the Greek yeah. word sarks. Which means carcass, for, right? For, you're for talking flesh, about body. Okay. Yeah, I, I was think. Say, it I've is. got I've got the Greek word for soul, which is suke. Uh, I've got that up right now, but yeah, and that ties into the like I don't have flesh pulled up. Sorry. <laughs> I think I, don't I think flesh is right is sarks. If if your body fell in a hole, would that be a sarks chasm? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> It is. <laughs> Sorry, I just. <laughs> it is sarks. I like this uh, this article. It was talking about like, hey, just think of think of those three: the body, soul, and spirit. Like the outer level is the body, right? That's that's what we see: the shell, followed by the soul, and the core is the spirit. As JB said, the breath of life of of back into the garden type thing. I just. Word pictures, pictures. If you think three circles, do, do, and then if you, I mean, if you jump ahead though, and JB even, even with kind of go what you're saying, like, hey, that's you know, like we no longer have that breath of life, right? But at some point, we know, like, we don't stay dead, 
right? And we even know, and we'll get into this again in later episodes, you know, we will have a body again, which will be filled with that breath of life, you know, presumably. Um, and we have no idea what that new body is. No. Have no idea. No. I did, I heard a pastor, I was at a funeral one time, uh, and the pastor, and I don't, I cannot for the life of me remember, this was years ago, can't remember the passages that he used, but he, he talked about the, the guy that had died, and, and he kind of made the case that in, you know, in his new body, this guy would be, would be recognizable, even in a physical way. You know, we talk about the, the essence of who we are, and like that will be retained. Uh, this pastor made the case, uh, again, I don't remember how sound his biblical, you know, uh, stance was but i mean that you would know well hey that's joe you know that's we would recognize joe physically because that was who god created joe to look like Hmm. although that gets down an interesting thought experiment like did we look the same pre-fall and (laughs) i don't know i don't know we could that will get us nowhere because we don't actually know but it's an interesting it's an interesting thing to to sit and ponder so um yeah, so there you go. So here, here's, the, here's the bottom line, I would say. Again, and you could get into the weeds with this if you wanted to. Um, something of us <laughs> lives on. The body dies. Something lives on. Whether we call it, and some people, you know, you might just have to clarify terms because some people will use soul and spirit interchangeably. Some people don't. Just have that conversation with the people around you to see, well, how are they using soul and spirit? Um, I want to talk a little bit uh, well, I got to look at my timer here. See where we get. Oh, we're doing okay. Um, talk a little bit about the idea that Jesus defeated death. You know, you know, we talk about Jesus' death and resurrection. The idea that he's defeated death. Um, if that's true, why do people still die? Did the resurrection happen? It did. We just celebrated that. I know. Well, not well. This will be delayed a little bit, so it's not. This will be a little oh. bit removed from Easter. We just when celebrated this, that a while ago. When this episode actually airs. Oh, so speaking of someone <laughs> that's, calling, that's timely. As the funeral director's phone uh, number shows up. <laughs> yeah, we're doing awesome today. We're doing awesome. Thanks for hanging with us on Radio Reflections. We're we're just uh, we're all over the board. It's been a while since we've so. actually sat down, just the two of us, well, and JB, and just sit there and yeah. So yeah, I mean. Death was defeated. Jesus defeated death through his resurrection. I mean, first of all, for him, he did not stay dead. Three days later, he is risen. He, has, he defeated death. For us, what, what's cool about leaning into that, if you will, and living into that is we, yeah, our physical death, but there's, we don't have to experience spiritual death for us type stuff. Um, because we know we will live um, as long as you follow Jesus and have put your faith and trust in him for all eternity, you are now with Jesus in paradise, um, which I think that's going to be a whole episode of what is heaven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll <laughs> and, an episode, at least one episode on that, one on hell. Because, yeah, I mean, the opposite of, is, what's the opposite of living forever? Is it dying forever? Is it non-existent? <laughs> <there are, yeah. laughs> so well, I can't uh, wait we'll, for our we'll heaven and hell discussion. Yeah, we'll and is there really streets of gold in heaven? That's right. um, I don't know. That's going to be fun. But yeah, so as far as uh, Jesus defeating death, Revelation 118 says, I am the living one. I was dead, and now look, I am alive forever and ever, and I hold the keys of death and Hades. So yeah, I mean that's a pretty bold. You got that Second Timothy. 
Uh, I don't have it pulled up. Do you have it? No. I'm slacking today. I feel like I'm... I think it's because it's coming off of Easter weekend, which is just... It's a, it's a lot. It's awesome. It's yeah, a lot. I don't know, I don't know when and you're listening to this, but comes we, in we, and we are recording this uh, right after Easter uh, 2021. Second Timothy 1.10, but it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. There you have it. Boom. He defeated death. But yes, that doesn't mean we, you know, we still live in a broken, fallen world. Uh, but we know that ultimately uh, that will not be our fate. Like Ryan said, if we, if we put our faith and trust in Jesus, uh, that will have eternal impact on. Yeah. And the, I like the, hmm. what? <laughs> I like the new living translation. That's right. You verse. do. Cause it's, it's the best translation out there. <laughs> <laughs> it says he broke the power of death and il- and illuminated the way to life and immortality through the good news. So, <clears throat> I don't know if, awesome. you, if you ever want to read like an epic version, I don't know what it is right off the top of my head, but like I'm sure like uh, King James, like there's probably some smiting going on or something. Withers That's right. <laughs> Therefore that thou spakest, you know, something like that. I always, I always, it's probably terrible, but as a teenager, I would read King James just for fun because it's like, this is like, like this, who talks like this? But I mean, some people do, I guess, you know, whatever. I'm not making fun of you if you like King James Version. It, God's word is God's word. So there you go. All right. Um, we all have what we like, huh? Yeah, we do. I think I, all three of us have different uh, translation preferences. That are sitting in this room right Some now. Some just have better than others. You're, well, yeah, you, like you just said, the NLT is worse. <laughs> I'm glad you've conceded that point after all these years. Uh, but let's, let's talk uh, practically speaking, right? From a biblical standpoint, if you've got anything, what would you say to the person, whether, you know, let's dial it in and say to the person who is a follower of Jesus, but yet they wrestle with a fear of death and dying, which those two things can be different as we, you know, in our episodes uh, 53, 54, when we talked to Stephen Beth Jones, you know, they, they actually hit on that and made an interesting distinction. But yeah. what do you say to the person who's, like, they have a, a, a high level of fear about dying or death? Like, what do you, what do you say to that person? Yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to struggle here because I am so not a fearful person. Like... Maybe the Lord has just, I, I, I don't know, but I, I, I fear basically nothing, which I don't know if that's good <laughs> or not, but like, I, cause I don't fear dying at all because I know what is on the other side of my death. Now I thought in those previous episodes, I thought something that I actually never thought of, um, talking to Stephen Beth Jones, even listening, and I don't think it's been produced yet. Maybe it has with Pat Arsenault and Liz. Yeah, I think that, uh, they got um, part one aired today on audio. Oh, okay. So just the idea of like, yeah, I mean, as, as those are followers of Jesus, do they do they fear death? No, but the process of dying, yes. And 
I may have a different answer when I've been diagnosed with something terminal like that and terminal cancer. And I may sit there and with a fresh lens that I don't have right now um, and sit there and go, hey, you asked me that question when I have my terminal diagnosis, I may answer it a little differently. Um, but I think we all, we all, many people fear different things. I, we as believers don't have to fear death. We may sit here, and I think it's hard for us, and I think some of the reasons why we say that is really we're going to miss what we fear is, or what we say, honestly, I'm going to miss my family. You know, they're going to mourn now without me. If you're a husband, like, you may do certain things. What What is my wife's life going to be like now without me? Do I, I got to make sure all my ducks are in a row so my wife knows exactly when I'm gone. Hey, this is where this is. This is what I did. Now you're going to have to do that um, type thing. But I, I, so I think our perspective when we may say, and I could be wrong because again, I'm not, I'm not a big fearful person, but it could be that we fear dying is what we really fear is that what we're losing right here instead of what we gain on the other side mm -hmm. of it. Yeah, which, I mean, we it's hard to not see things from a human perspective. You know, I mean, like right now we have limited perspective. You know, in our in our conversation with, with Pat and Liz, you know, you know, Pat said, that's why they call it the piece that surpasses understanding. He said, I don't, I don't know how I'm able to grapple with this in such a, yeah. you know, in a sense, positive, you know, way. Yeah. Um, but we know fear is not um, from the Spirit of God at all. Um, but yeah, I think is I think some of the reasons also why we say we fear death is is uh, because we never experienced it, right? Once you experience something, like oh, I can't stand going to the dentist, but once I experience it, I can like calm myself down. Going okay, maybe that's one thing I fear is the dentist. I don't like. <laughs> I love you, dentist. Truth comes I just out. Don't like that's the right. process of it, um, you know. But then uh, like I know how to I know how to handle myself going in, you know, type thing. But this is something that like. I don't know. I've never died before. So this only, is new territory. So there are only a handful of people ever to have existed <laughs> that can be like, oh, you know what? It wasn't so bad the first time. This <laughs> won't be a big but deal. But I do agree time. listening to those previous podcast listeners sitting there going, it is the process. We don't fear death because once we're dead, we're dead. Like there's, you can't fear that. You probably, when we say, we're saying is I fear the, I fear the process of dying of what that looks like. I don't, no one wants to sit there and sit there and go, I, 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 suffering all this. Like, you hear it definitely. I mean, I've heard it like, oh man, we just wish, God, would you just please take them home now because mm -hmm. we see them suffering. And this is not what we would say quality of life. And just like, God, can you please just get them out of their misery? You know, um, family members pray that, those things. And so I think that's what we fear is, is, is that. And I, I don't want to be like that. No, I mean, and that's where it's it it really kind of sucked to have a secular view. Uh, Tim Keller, who's a pastor in New York, he wrote a cool little book, short short little read. It's just called On Death. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see I'm holding the book right there, little little uh, blue cover. Uh, I mean, and he talks about the negative impact that a secular worldview of mm. death has had uh, on our culture. He says we're like our our current society is one like we're we don't know how to handle death because we try to, we, we kind of tuck it away. Like, no, we don't want to talk about that. You know, like, like let's, let's leave that for, you know, a different time. Uh, and, and just the idea that, you know, the secular view, again, suffering is, is a, a, 
an interruption or a distraction and death is just that's it like that's the end and how there's really no hope versus you know if you're coming from a biblical worldview uh, even suffering can have meaning uh, you know it's not that we enjoy suffering but we can find meaning in suffering when we view it through a, a lens of of what God is doing, what God can do through the suffering. Uh, and the same thing for death. You know, we're, we're told that we can, we don't mourn, you know, when somebody dies, we don't mourn like those who have no hope. You know, if you've got a, if you have a, a, a believer who's passed away, we can rest in the hope mm-hmm. that we will see this person again. Mm-hmm. That that person is now, you know, the cliche is, oh, they're in a better place. You know, I mean, we can actually mourn with you know, hope in that uh, as believers for another believer. And we can mourn in that, but I think for us, like those that have lost that loved one, we know that they're in heaven, but what we're mourning is I don't have that presence here on earth with me anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think that's okay. You know, that, oh, that's abso- okay. Absolutely. Uh, you have that empty table spot now at Thanksgiving and Christmas. You have that empty person in your bed that you always had that presence next to you and it's not there anymore that hurts yeah i think uh in that in that book on death you know tim keller talks about i think he says there there are three emotions that are totally appropriate when we when we look at death and he bases this on scripture and and jesus kind of handling i think he ties it in with the the account of lazarus when Jesus' friend Lazarus dies, this is not the Lazarus who's in the story with the rich man that we referenced earlier. Different Lazarus, uh, but he says he says one of them is anger. He says you actually you know when we when we experience a, a death of a loved one, anger is totally appropriate because death, as we've talked about at the front end of this podcast, that is not what we were designed for. Death is is proof of the brokenness of the world, right? And and so anger, uh, and then sorrow. Again, for the same reason. I mean, there is a loss. There's an actual. There's a seat missing. You know, hey, this was a this was a a, a father, a son, uh, a husband, and you know they've been taken away. Says, but then the the third emotion is joy you know, you know, or hope. That in the case of a believer, you know, you can feel the you know, feel the feel the feels. You know, so to speak, that maybe people consider more negative. You know, again, we don't we don't often think anger and, and sorrow are necessarily positive emotions. Um, and we think, oh, well, happiness, joy, like that's good. But mm-hmm. all of them are good and appropriate. They're all divine emotions because Jesus to, experienced those emotions. Yeah. And so when we enter into those emotions, we're entering into divine emotions that even Jesus himself felt. Mm-hmm. No, that's good. But you mentioned it, the, the idea of we have hope as believers. I do not know how an unbelieving world deals with death. We and maybe that's where like, a lot of the push and the we negative. We pretend like it doesn't, like we, we hide it. Or, again, we, we, we promote this narrative like, oh, well, it's just natural. You know, circle of life stuff from the Lion King kind of thing. Like, it's all right. You're going to die and then you're going to feed the worms and then the worms are going to do stuff, whatever worms do. I don't <laughs> it's all good, man. It was actually one of the it was one of the uh, uh, more sad conversations that I had uh, when I worked in the hospital. I was um, 
interacting, and this was actually, <laughs> I probably shouldn't say this on the podcast, because technically, technically, we weren't supposed to have conversations about faith. Uh, that was, uh, but I didn't care. And Jesus says to talk to people about him. So, <laughs> so I did. So I was talking to this, this gal. She had terminal cancer and knew that she was going to die in the hospital. And so we were talking through just some of those emotions. And, and she's like, oh, it's, it's cool, you know, because I'll die. And then, you know, my energy is going to be out there. I'm like, oh. oh. Like, I mean, in one sense, you're like, cool. She's like, got a good attitude about it. But that isn't the way it works, you know. <laughs> and so that was, that was probably one of the uh, sadder encounters that I ever had with a, with a patient. But, yeah, so they changed the narrative. You know, try to take away, in a sense, they try to take away the sting of death when death should sting mm-hmm. because it's, uh, it's an, an affront to what God originally designed us for. Mm-hmm. So, but, all right, well, hey, I'm looking at my timer and we're at about that 30 minute mark. So I think we're going to wrap up this episode of uh, Radiant Reflections. Unless, JB, you got anything else you want to add? Nope. I just think uh, death is, is where the rubber meets the road in the gospel, right? Do I believe what God says about my life and how I live and what it means to believe in Jesus? Death is one of the best preachers of the gospel that we have. Mm -hmm. Because like Ryan said, you can't manage. You can't manage the concept of ceasing to exist outside of the truth of who Jesus is. It's, It's... you you lose your mind. I think people lose their minds. Um, it just we can't compute. You're ceasing to exist. It doesn't make sense. Mm. So, no, it's good. So next episode we get to tackle misconceptions about death. Yes. So we're going to talk about maybe some things that you and maybe you've said these things. Sacred we're cows. Like, we're like, wait a minute. Coping I, mechanisms. I that's that's uh, what it really that's boils how it works. down to. Yep. But uh, yeah, this has been episode. What did I say? Just episode fifty-eight. <laughs> 58. I thought you said 54. No, this is 58. Oh, okay. Um, uh, Thank you for hanging out with us. We would love it if you would like, share, rate, review, subscribe, share this podcast on your social media. Um, Again, it's not a super uplifting topic, but again, even even in the midst of this conversation, our goal is that this would point you to Jesus and you'd be able to hang on to him and walk more like him, live more like him every day. Uh, We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. We hope today's edition of Radiant Reflections has helped you live like Jesus and share his love with your family, friends, and neighbors. To learn more about the church family this podcast originates from, check out theradiantlife.church. That's theradiantlife.church. Maybe you have some questions after listening today. We'd love to hear from you. Send an email to podcast at theradiantlife.church. That's podcast at theradiantlife.church. Don't forget to subscribe to the Radiant Reflections podcast. When you subscribe, you'll always have the latest content delivered right to your phone from the Radiant Life Church. We'd also be grateful if you could rate and review Radiant Reflections. Every time we receive a five-star review, more people learn about this podcast. We also want to encourage you to share this podcast on social media and with your friends and family. Join us next time for another edition of Radiant Reflections.